Talk with Ben Tompkins. What's poppin'? Brand new month, I'm locked in. Brand new pot, I'm flossing. On all these haters, man, that sounds exhausting. It is. Let me tell you about it. How's everybody doing? This is Real Talk. I'm Ben Tompkins. We're presented by Nobody Currently. These are the mixtape days. As you can tell, based on those four bars alone, you can tell why we're unsigned, right? I mean, obviously, there's some raw talent there, but it's got to evolve. That's what we're doing every single time we come on this podcast, every single time we drop a new episode, every single time we go to a new city, it is an opportunity to get better and better and better so that years down the road, I'm going to look back on these and be like, damn, look how far we came. If you're joining us for the very first time, if you're joining me for the very first time, then welcome to the show, my friends. It's good to have you with us. Now you can officially say, I ride with Benny T, and I'm very glad to have you along for this ride because it's going to be a hell of a ride, I'm telling you. If you're getting in now, you're getting in at a good point because if you listen from now until wherever this thing goes, there's going to be a big return on your investment of time spent listening to this. And you're going to be like, wow, I watched, well, watched, once we start doing video, you'll watch, but I listened to this guy build this thing literally from the ground up. And as we reach, I don't know if anybody out there is paying attention and realize this, probably not, and I don't expect anybody to, but this episode actually marks the exact date of the one-year anniversary of allow me to reintroduce myself. That's a big deal. This has now been something that I've been doing driving for Uber and making this podcast all about the people that I meet driving for Uber and telling people, hey, this show is Taxicab Confessions meets Dr. Phil. So there you go. Now you got the pitch. But that is, it's been a year. It's been a year in the making and it's gone by like that. And as I sit here now and think about the process of thinking, hey, I think there might be something here. People kept on texting and calling into the sports show that I was hosting and saying, dude, give us the Uber stories. No one gives a shit about your boring ass basketball takes. And I was like, oh, I hurt my ego a little bit, you know, but also, hey, this is the market speaking to me. I think there's something here. Going through the lowest points of my life since like mid 2018, um, April and May 2020, they they rank up there. They they rank up there as all-time highs. The ironic thing being they were personally all-time lows. So there you go. Figure that one out. And um, after that, I kind of used that month of May to kind of figure out, hey, I think that I'm going to do this and just drive full-time. I had built the studio in my basement once I left the uh, radio station that I was at back in March, as soon as the pandemic hit, I stayed a, about a week on air and then was like, all right, I'm out of here. Fuck this. And um, yeah, everything that we've been doing in the time since that happened and then up until now, it's been amazing. And the reaction to the show, like that's how I know, you know, it's like one thing and I've, I've definitely had certain things that I've talked about being the one, right? Why won't this work? That's how I talked about my sports radio show. It was like, no, I love this. I'm all in. And don't get me wrong. I was all in. But that just really necessarily wasn't my lane. But this is. And it's a lane fit for one. Okay, so I, 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 I challenge you to find the person that could wear all these hats, do all these things, and... And, and and make it go. Now it's I, I don't expect like praise or anything for that. I'm just saying like I'm the one, man. I'm the one. And when I tell people about this show and I see their reaction, it's a powerful thing. It's a constant reminder of this reinforcement of keep doing it, keep going, keep going. This is awesome. The feedback is great. The people are into it. You're gaining listeners. I'm gaining listeners like my average um uh uh I guess um listener per episode that number has continued to increase i mean when we started this and allow me to reintroduce myself dropped you know up until then the sports uh, episodes that i would be doing would get like 35 40 people maybe 50 people if there was something really good in there if i had a good interview or something i definitely had episodes that broke 100 i i, I didn't never have those but um on average i was averaging like 40 people per episode. And when I started doing this and took the show in a different direction and took some time for some self-care and some rebranding and figuring out what was next, then that was like kind of my jumping off point was about 40 to 50 people. And over the last year, that number has grown and increased 
pretty much all organically. I mean, I've done some Facebook marketing, but <laughs> listen, I'm on Medicaid and up until this last trip, I've been sleeping on air mattresses when I go to these new cities to expand. So like your boy is not necessarily raking in the dough, all right? Once I start to get sponsorships and continue to grow the show, like that part of it will come, okay? If you build it, they will come. I believe that. That's what I've been doing. But I'm just like, it, it, it hasn't necessarily paid off yet. So any of the money that I have put into marketing has been all my own, like $100 at a time, right? Here and there. So to grow from about 40 listeners per episode in the beginning to now over 120 to 130 with some of my best episodes doing close to 300, it's awesome. It's awesome to see that. I mean, last week's Uber Stories Nashville Part 2 did 163 in like four days. So the the it's growing it's building and you know what's funny is like i'm i'm sitting here talking about these numbers as if they're big right and they're not they're very small still relatively but relatively that's a big jump in growth right now you hear some of these other big big podcasts talk about their listenership and yeah like that's awesome they also have a lot of the tools and resources behind them whether it be you know barstool having their infrastructure or spotify putting their marketing team behind this stuff and and cross promoting it between all of the established podcasters and influencers and and youtubers and people that they work with in order to grow that show within their network I'm just a solo dude. That's why I call these the mixtape days because I'm unsigned. And <laughs> I'm going to, again, just like I'm looking back at a year ago thinking, wow, this is daunting to think about how far this is going to, uh, I guess, how how long of a, a road this might be in order to see it really start to pay off. But you know what? <laughs> if the work is good enough and you do it for the right reasons and it it is something that is of value to somebody right this content being good enough that people actually want to listen to it and share it and i appreciate that by the way it will come it will it'll come and a year from now i'm going to be listening back to this part of it going wow hadn't even touched 300 yet 285 was the best that I had done. <laughs> Damn, a lot can happen in a year. A lot can change. You never know when something is going to finally like pierce the 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 social realm and become the next big thing that everybody's talking about. And if you have something that is as good as I think that this this show is or at least has the potential to continue to become okay i'm far from perfect or far from perfect there's lots of room for improvement but having that kernel you know this initial thing to offer and going back and listening to the last year and then certainly like the last just these last five and six months I mean, starting to go and expand to Atlanta and Nashville, and in about three weeks, I'm going to be up in Chicago to do a show up there. So like, and through the spring and summer, we have a lot more stuff planned. So it's really exciting. So if you're getting in for the very first time and you're listening to this for, for the very first time, then I'm really, really glad that you've chosen to do that. Thank you for listening. Send in your Uber stories. I want to hear them. I know you got them. And also send in your life advice segments. Um, or emails, right, for that life advice segment that I usually do. But lately, we haven't been getting any submissions. So if we don't have any submissions, then I, I'm not going to do the segment, right? So send those to me. RealtalkWBennyT at gmail.com is the account that you can send me either your Uber stories or, hey, Benny T., you know, ask, ask, ask me, right? You can bring me anything. I will weigh in on social situations, on dilemmas, on anything you want. Send it to me. Please, legitimate submissions only. I had some idiot send me something one time that was just like, <laughs> how dumb do you think I am? You know, like, I'm not going to read this shit. So send it to me, and I would love to uh, to to continue to grow those. But 
this is really exciting. And I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just really, really thankful for everybody that has helped me grow up until this point. I'm very grateful, not to trivialize anything that we've accomplished. We, I say we because it's me doing the work, but it's also you listening and you making those numbers possible so that when I go and pitch potential advertisers, I say, hey, listen, this is how many people are listening. This is how many people are using this hashtag. I ride with Benny T. Thank you. This many people are buying my shit, buying your shit in turn, right? Like they're using my codes to buy your shit, which is very nice shit and I love it. And, you know, but like, that is the relationship that we have. And without you, guys and girls, boys and girls, that would not exist. So to everybody that has been listening over the last year, I wanted to use this first 10 minutes of the show to really give a sincere and heartfelt thank you to all of you. I really, really appreciate you guys and girls coming along on this ride with me. And if you've been listening since day one, since... June 3rd, 2020, and you heard Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself drop, and you have been along for the ride ever since that point, you are an OG, and you really deserve a hug from your boy, all right? And I just, it 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 it, it tickles me, you know? It really makes me feel like, <sighs> it gives me juice, you know? It just gives me fucking gas, baby. So, I, I, I would dab you up a little bit aggressively if I saw you, you know, sometimes I get excited, I just slap a hug on somebody, and I'm a pretty big guy, I don't know if you saw these Memorial Day posts of me on the boat, rocking uh, no shirt, and a little Memorial Day Murph, which we're going to get into here on the Memorial Day special, by the way, but uh, yeah, your boy can sometimes get a little bit carried away on the hugs department, so it's good stuff, it's all love, but uh, yeah, man, thank you, so just know that if you're one of those people, let me know, and uh, I'll try to contain my excitement when I slap a hug on you, if you're cool with that, all right? But uh, just know that you got a big old Chris Farley bear hug when I see you, all right? So, with all that being said, I want to go ahead and transition into today, which is the Memorial Day special. Now, the reason that we're doing this special, other than honoring the brave men and women who have fought and served for this country and paid the ultimate sacrifice. That's what Memorial Day is all about. And um, the reason that we're doing this is because I actually haven't had my car. Go figure. I dropped it off at a little place to get a couple of things worked out, a little cosmetic body stuff that I feel insecure about driving around. So I took it to a little collision center, and they said, hey, we'll get it back by this day. And then they said, oh, wait, we were waiting on this part. And then they said, oh, wait, we're not going to have it done. Oh, wait, please Give us a little bit more time. All right, we'll have it done by this day. And then surprise, surprise, it wasn't done. And then they said, hey, it'll probably be Tuesday before we get it back to you, the Tuesday after Memorial Day because everybody's gone for Monday. So I was like, all right, cool. So don't have any Uber stories today, but Uber stories part 30 will be back next week. So today, I mean, based on that and based on the fact that Memorial Day, my Memorial Day special should be something that we do regardless of whether I have my car or not. And I just want to go ahead and clarify, it takes precedent over anything else that I'm potentially doing because, I mean, when you compare the two, right, uh, the importance of (laughs) honoring people who have served this country and died for me to even be able to sit here and enjoy the freedoms that I do, not only living unafraid of some militia coming in and you know, shooting me up other than what happened on January 6th. Now, maybe that's a whole different other topic that we don't even want to go into today. But let's just acknowledge that we have some freedoms in this country that other places do not. And for me to be able to sit here and run my mouth on a podcast and this be the thing uh, is pretty awesome. So all of the things that men and women going back decades and decades and decades of hundreds of years of wars that have been fought in order to preserve those rights, that is the main takeaway from 
what I, I believe about Memorial Day and, and this podcast and this episode specifically. So I don't want to get that twisted for anybody. If they're like, hey, he spent 10 minutes doing this, and then, hey, he was talking about Memorial Day, and he started to go into it, but then he went on another tangent. And it's like, hey, listen, forgive me. That's the way that my mind works, okay? So like, it's not personal. It's not intentional. It's just the way that we run through these things sometimes when we're a little bit unscripted. And today, since it is a special, I like to do the, the specials a little bit unscripted to give you guys a little little bit more of just myself and my personality and my quirks and the things that make me tick rather than the very structured uber stories storytelling that will return next week so if you're a fan of the show then you're a fan of both and you're a fan of me and you ride with me Benny T and so I'm thankful for that but let me get go ahead and get back I, I just you know sometimes I just blab I just blab and okay but let's take a deep breath and just reset for a second all right <laughs> The Memorial Day special, man. It was really a special occasion, and it was a special day. It was a special weekend. I got to spend it with family, and again, uh, you know, I'm lucky that I have that opportunity to be with family when men and women who are in the military currently serving right now probably didn't have that opportunity, right? So, I get to do all these things because of the sacrifices that they made, and Memorial Day specifically being the sacrifices that they paid, which is the ultimate sacrifice, which is their life in the line of duty, KIA. And Memorial Day is an unofficial, official, I don't know how that really works, but start of the summer, that's how I kind of look at it. The pools open up on Memorial Day weekend and everybody has the flags. And by the way, it's called a cookout, not a barbecue, okay? So like, you know, there's a certain set of people that need to check themselves when they're talking about what was going on this weekend. It's the cookout. You pull up to the cookout. It's not the barbecue, okay? You heard it here first. But it was a good weekend, and I hope that everybody enjoyed it. I hope that everybody was safe, whether you went out on the lake, whether you were on the river. I am human garbage, and I swim in the Ohio River. I know that's kind of a controversial thing. I'm just kidding. I'm not human garbage. But people would tell you around this um, area that if you swim in the Ohio River, you are human trash. So I guess by other people's standards, I am human trash. But by other people's standards, um, I don't really give a fuck about that because that's not how I measure myself, and it's never how I've measured myself. And if I did that, I'd be just another fucking hack. So you can't ever measure yourself by other people's standard. It is like one of the surefire ways to be unfulfilled and unhappy with your life. So don't ever do that. And don't ever listen to anybody that don't, don't ever accept criticism from somebody doing less than you. Just remember that one too. Okay. These are the facts of life, my friends. This is why I'm here to tell them. But <laughs> It was a really good weekend. I spent it with family. Um, maybe you didn't go out on the boat. You know, I'm privileged in that our family has boats. We can go out on the river. I can go out on the lake. Um, maybe you just enjoyed a nice cookout with your family and friends and had people pulling up and bringing the chips and the dips and all kinds of meats, and that's awesome. If you're vegan or vegetarian, I feel bad for you on, on days like uh, the, the Memorial Day weekend because it's like I'm sure that there's now I'll get a bunch of hate mail saying there's plenty of things you can eat instead of animals and like listen let's not open that can of worms either <laughs> you can see how sometimes I get my foot you know kind of put my foot in my mouth with some of this shit and and I open myself up to it but I mean hey that's me for better or worse but I hope that you enjoyed a really good Memorial Day weekend however you chose to spend it and um, one of the things that I did this Memorial Day weekend other than trying to th now listen some people they will go and they take it really serious and for big military families i totally understand why you would want to do this going to a cemetery or a memorial on memorial day and remembering those people and and that's a level that is much deeper certainly than what i did which was just doing the memorial day murph posting on social media and I didn't run into any servicemen or women but whenever I get them in my car no matter how they serve what faction of the military or I mean I literally I I thank people for their service no matter if they're a teacher an EMS worker, a police officer, military, I thank people, single moms, I thank them for their service. I just, it's something that I do that I think is important. And so I didn't get to see any people, any veterans or anybody on Memorial Day weekend. But if I had, I would have said, thank you for your service, right? It's the thing you, you should do, whether you, well, we'll get into that later. But 
I did not go to any cemeteries or um, go view any, um, like downtown, there is uh, Ed Hamilton, who I interviewed on this show, and I had uh, sometime within the last year, is one of these moral... Um, is one of these mural builders, right? Sculpts these things with his bare hands and has one of them in Washington, D.C., which is like honoring some of the black men and women who fought in the wars. And like going to somewhere like that and just sitting, reflecting, spending two minutes or however long, you know, there's no timetable on it, but like sitting there and just thinking about those men and women and, and, and sitting with those thoughts and just paying your respects. That's really what it boils down to for me is pay your fucking respects, man. Show some respect, okay? So that's what this weekend was. And um, for a lot of people, like if if they, you know, I'm sure if you have somebody that has passed away and you come from a military family background, you had a cousin or a brother or you know somebody that you're close with a best friend that died in combat then I'm I'm sure this means a little bit more to you because you're thinking of that person um, my dad was a marine my grandpa was in the navy I think both my grandpas were in the navy as a matter of fact I have cousins who served in the marines um, served in the middle <laughs> the wars in the middle east and um, but but I I've been lucky in that I really haven't had any best friends of mine who have gone over and didn't come back or anybody that was in my family that went over and then didn't come back. Like, I've been pretty lucky in that sense. But many people have, and so remembering their fallen heroes, (laughs) right, is is what this weekend is about. So however you spent it, yeah, that's just, just, I don't know, important things to remember. But... Um, the the most significant or important thing that I did was completing the Memorial Day Murph, which in CrossFit is one of the most difficult, challenging workouts that you can possibly do. So there are wads workout of the day that are hero wads, and they're hard as fuck. Like I'm just not even gonna sugarcoat it. Like they are fucking ridiculously hard. But the reason that you do it is to honor whoever the workout is dedicated to. And Murph is a workout that CrossFitters do every single Memorial Day and really only do it once a year because it probably takes you 364 days to recover from how sore you are, (laughs) okay, which I can absolutely attest to. But Memorial Day Murphs are a big, big thing within the CrossFit community. And the workout is named after Lieutenant Michael Murphy, who was a United States Navy SEAL. He was from New York, he was a Medal of Honor winner, and he was 29 years old when he died during Operation Red Wings, which was a counterinsurgency mission over in Afghanistan. And it was him and two other SEALs that were killed in action, Danny Dietz and Matthew Axelson. And the fourth member of their team, Marcus Luttrell, was severely wounded during this operation, but he ended up making it out alive. He was harbored by some Afghani locals and ended up being able to reconnect, and there was a mission that went to go and save him, and then they ended up making the movie Lone Survivor based on that mission. And so in the movie, Marcus Luttrell is played by Mark Wahlberg, one of my favorite actors ever, hands down. I fucking love Marky Mark. And Michael Murphy is played by Taylor Kitsch, who, of course, we know from... um, Friday Night Lights, the television show as Tim Riggins. So honestly, like Peter Berg directed it and Peter Berg is like has a hard on for all kinds of like military and football movies. And like I really, really love Peter Berg for that. And if you've ever seen Entourage, when his <laughs> like sometimes these actors will uh you know come on Entourage when they did their cameos back when that show was running and they would either be like an enhanced version of themselves or a more dramatized version of themselves or they'd just be themselves. And I think Peter Berg when he was on Entourage, he was like, Ari, I'll crack your fucking head. Like he said something like that was just hard ass and I absolutely believe that that is who he is in real life because Listen or read anything about this guy and the way that he trains and shoots and and the things that he demands from the people that work in his movies. It's it's insane on some levels, but I, I love that. He's a sicko, and I fucking love sickos. I'm a sicko, so it is what it is. But Lone Survivor, amazing movie. 
Definitely recommend it if you have never seen it before. But Murph is played by the guy that plays Tim Riggins. Who it's like so there you go off the rip. You, you just he's a badass, right? Based on that alone. But um, that character pales in comparison to the badass that Michael Murphy was. And Michael Murphy used to do a workout that he called body armor, and it consisted of get this shit. You wear if you have a uh, a weight vest, you'll wear it. Okay. So he did these wearing weight vests, and just for fun, just for fun, this sicko used to go out and run a mile, do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then when your legs are gassed and you think, I can't go any further, he would finish with another mile run, just for fun. Just that's the kind of guy he was. He was just, and the reasoning I was reading something about him leading up to this Memorial Day special. The reason that he said that he went that hard was because one, he's a Navy SEAL. All those motherfuckers go hard. But two, he wanted to be in the best shape possible because he owed that to America. <laughs> it's not just a job where you can kind of come in and just slack off or take a week and have it to yourself, you come in and you're over there in the desert, man, you're, you're on the front lines, like, it's you, you know, it's you, and he did it, man, like, I, 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 I mean, all the respect in the world, and he ended up paying the ultimate sacrifice with his life, but before that, this was like one of his workouts, and so after Operation Red Wings went down the way that it does, um, and him and two of his other SEAL team members or his teammates end up losing their lives, two things happened. One, his workout and his thing ended up being rebranded as Murph, and two, the military began to say, all right, four team member missions, no more. Now we're going to be sending in at least eight on any mission, doesn't matter what it is, because they felt and they feel if there's eight um, team members, then that's you know obviously a lot better than having just four. And when these four got into the shit and were engaged with the enemy and the Taliban, they radioed for backup. Backup comes in, and then the helicopter that was carrying another 16 SEALs ends up getting shot down by an RPG and they all passed away in that crash. So the military went ahead and said, all right, from now on, eight-person missions no matter what. And so Michael Murphy is somebody that is um, just, he's just, uh, he's known. He's known. And and this whole, I mean, Luttrell and, and Dietz and Axelson, they are all recognized for their bravery and just being badasses. So... This workout, the one that he, I don't know if he created it or just he he did it so much and maybe it was, he got it from somebody else, but anyways, it's called Murph and it's a bitch, let me tell you. Like, it is not for the faint of heart. You will suffer through this the entire time. It doesn't matter how fit you are, it sucks, but it sucks and it's hard because it's a reminder that, hey, because this guy died... I get to be here in my Lululemon workout shorts listening to my little Drake songs and running around and bitching about how doing 100 pull-ups is really going to be painful the next day. It's like, yeah. (gasps) Well, there's bigger problems than that, you know? And like people that do the workout, they say, hey, look, it's not about your time. It's not about how good you did. It's not about how bad it sucks. It is about Michael Murphy, and it's about all the Michael Murphys in the world that have died bearing the cross of protecting this country's freedom. So that's what it is. And with that being said, still, I mean, look, you do you do a hard enough workout like this, okay? Um, I still keep score. I still write down what my splits were. I'm still going to celebrate the fact that the first time that I ever did a Murph which was 2015, I used a band, like a thick band, to do the pull-ups, and I still finished in an hour and 25 minutes. Now, this time, using no band, and not even really being in that great of running shape, and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about the difficulties that I've run run into with 
tearing my plantar fascia and and rehabbing and then gaining weight and then like losing weight and sitting in a car in a studio chair like all the time. I have some issues going on with my feet. So my mile times weren't that great. You know, both sub 11 minutes and I did sprint the last 100 meters to finish, finish strong. But like that's where I could have shaved down a lot of my time. But using no band, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and two miles, one to open and close the workout, I finished in an hour and four minutes, which was a six-year personal best, and I am very proud of that. And I know that's not what it's about, but also, just just specific to my weight loss journey and my fitness journey and getting to this point, the fact that I was able to complete this workout and crush it like that I did which still an hour and four, some of you hard asses out there are probably like, I had a buddy Jackson Simon that was like, yeah, I did it in 38 minutes. I ran like five and a half minute miles. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, that's awesome. And I'm happy for you. But me finishing, you know, 15 minutes under a six year PR, which was, I was in pretty good shape at the end of 2015. And then to be here now, it feels great. So, um, yeah, I know that's not what it's about, but also, I don't know. A part of that, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't about that. Some of it for me. I mean, I just, I wouldn't be being honest with you. And this is real talk. So I'm going to keep it real. So, um, yeah, man. I, I just, and yeah, the soreness thing, like, holy shit. I mean, everywhere, dude, the biceps from holding on to the bar. And like, here's the other thing is now I didn't wear a body weight vest. Maybe next year I'll, I'll, I'll still work up to that. Some people, they wear the 20 or the 40 pound body weight vest like Murphy. Did. That's why he called it body armor because literally doing all those movements, your body just gets jacked as fuck. Like I'm sore in places that I didn't even know was possible. You know, it's like, oh my God, walking down the steps, that is like the toughest thing for me, which is like you, my legs and, and, and the tops of my thighs acting as a hydraulic system, like in a big truck or something. When I'm coming down the steps, it's like trying to stop my weight and momentum and meeting the step there and like walking down with that load of my body weight. That is killing me, right? It hurts, man. But it's a good hurt, and it's a good hurt knowing that it was done for the right reasons. So... I definitely am sore. I definitely think that I can continue to improve my score and everything. And I don't know, but it's just, it's a fun workout. Um, I did it at LAC with, a, you know, the, the group that I usually get together with on the weekends and do CrossFit stuff. And uh, if you completed the Murph, I would love to send me your time. I mean, again, not that it's what, not that that's what it's about, but also, if you did it, I mean, I don't know, send me something and and we can talk about it. Like, I think it's cool. So, um, I like doing that kind of stuff because it is that hard, because it is something that, <laughs> quote unquote, normal people would look at and go, oh, that's fucking crazy. You know, like, I'm not going to try that. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't walk for three weeks after that. I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's fun. I don't know. I, I, I like testing my body. So, um, that was really, I mean, I did the Memorial Day Murph, and I also got to spend a lot of time out on the boat with my parents and my sister and our dog, McGregor. I call him Greggy. That's my little brother. And I got to spend some quality time with them. I, I haven't been out on our boat probably since 2018. Like, I, I mean, I've been maybe once since I've been back home. And it's almost, I mean, we're talking about almost three years now that I moved back from the Bay Area to Louisville, Kentucky. And so... It's been that long, and I just thought, you know what? They're going out. That sounds really great. I don't have any other plans this weekend. I'm going to go do that. And I really felt like it was funny because um, at my parents' house, we have um, like an, uh, an upstairs that is our guest room for people when they come and stay with us, um, you know, they stay up there, and then now that we've finished out the other part of the garage and have these separate, like, it's, I swear to God, it's almost like having another house attached to our house that's, like, divided by the portico and, and the driveway. Like, I, 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 it's, I'm really privileged. Listen, like, I'm checking my privilege right now. 
all you people that want to wealth shame and all that bullshit, like, listen, fine, but at least I acknowledge the fact that I am lucky and privileged enough to have this and not that it didn't come with hard work or certain advantages. I, I acknowledge that part of it as well. Skin color being one, opportunity being another, like, I acknowledge all that stuff, but I'm still going to be able to, I still need to be able to talk about that kind of stuff without trying to sound like I'm being an arrogant, bragging douchebag about it, and I hope that I'm, I'm not doing that. I try not to and I'll tell you if I am being uh, I'm trying to but like I need to also be able to talk about that stuff free of people wealth shaming me or privilege shaming me just because I'm a white guy that came from um you know when my mom married my stepdad that came with opportunities that I never had growing up so it's not like I always had this stuff trust me we were dirt poor about to lose our house back in the global financial crisis and the, the housing market crisis and of uh, and crash of 08 but then things changed okay so then I got to experience all this stuff and like yeah I am I am you know but um it's my experience you know so it, it I need to be able to talk about it. so yeah, I'm going to talk about stuff that may be unrelatable to some people. Like, oh, that's, wish I had a boat. Like, yeah, it's pretty nice, you know? Being able to go out on the river and having something that you don't have to rent or, you know, figure out, hey, who can I use to do this? Which is a lot of times what having a boat is about. You just get used for people to come out and smash hot Cheetos in the fucking carpets. Okay, I speak from experience there. But uh, yeah, we have one. So getting it, being able to go out on the Ohio River and just throw the anchor down, listen to some music. I have a fire country playlist. I know you guys are probably like the kid with the motor mouth that listens and talks about rap music and tropical house EDM music all the time, likes country music. I'm like, yeah, you guys know I'm from Kentucky, right? Y'all know I'm from Kentucky, right? I got a couple of... Uh, Country Slaps on a playlist called City Bulls. It's up on Apple Music and Spotify. You should definitely go and check that out. Fire, okay? But um, it was nice to be able to be out there on the boat, get some sun, and just hang out with the family. So that's pretty much how I spent this weekend. Um, and in between going out on the boat and doing the Memorial Day Murph, you know, I'll spend a little bit of time talking about this is going down this path and starting to speak openly and honestly about the things that I'm willing to tolerate at this point in my life from people that I'm surrounding myself with versus people that I'm fading and cutting out of my life and spending less time with, um, that creates some lonely situations. When you finally speak up and create boundaries for yourself and say, I'm no longer going to accept this from people, then you start to alienate yourself a little bit, which is unpopular, which is really sad because that statement alone saying that it's unpopular is saying that people, rather than being alone or being perceived to be alone, would rather stay in a situation or a relationship that's probably toxic, doesn't feel very good, is an unbalance of positivity that you're giving the other person versus what they're soaking in from you versus what what are they giving back, you know? Like, are they filling your cup back up or are you the one that's constantly pouring yourself out into these other people, right? Stop watering these dead plants in your life. I've been preaching that. And all of the things that I've talked about with my experiences with that and really living that has created a situation where my circle has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. And I also think, I want to acknowledge this part of it too, I think being in a committed relationship and hanging out with my girlfriend with the spare time that I have and going on our trips together and spending time in a relationship will have your social circle looking a little bit different. It just will. And single friends, they can do whatever, go whenever, but married and and people, married couples and people who are in long-term relationships who basically operate as married couples, they tend to gravitate towards people that can relate mostly to their experiences and schedules, which is like, hey, if we have kids, 
We can all get the kids together. Hey, now all my friends are married and we're doing like uh, married couple things or like we're getting together and everybody pulling up to the cookout has their significant other with them, whether they have tied the knot or whether they aren't doing the labels or whatever. But like that is a total thing. So when you get into a relationship, which I now have been for the last year and a half, my social circle looks a little bit different. I'm not hitting the boys up as often as I used to, um, you know, a couple years ago. And I'm not going out to Club G or any of the other places in Louisville that have these really shitty loud bands that you spend way too much money on a drink that somebody pours and thinks that they're hooking you up. And I'm always like, can I get a Red Bull back? Because this drink tastes like shit, you know, when I get my vodka Red Bulls. And it's like, hey, that's cool. Like, that was fun for a while. But then that was like kind of college and a little bit of post-grad. And now I'm on to different things. I'm on to Cincinnati. And being with my girlfriend, it's, it's put me in a different uh, scene and category where I'm looking at my friends who, who, you know, some of them who are still kind of getting wasted every weekend and doing some questionable things that no judgment, no judgment at all. For me, that's not my path right now. For them, they're still on that path. And that's totally okay, right? Go at your own pace, figure it out yourself. Some people will, some people won't, but that's the beauty of America. You have that option, okay? And it all comes full circle because that option, your freedom of choice, comes back to what? Freedom, which comes back to what? The people who have lost their lives to grant you those freedoms and protect those freedoms. So it's it's cyclical. Everything that we're talking about is cyclical today, okay? But I just, I don't have that many people that I'm hitting up on a constant basis now when I'm not working I'm I'm pretty much just like vamping like I'm literally like in a dark room with a thermostat on 67 just cooling out like damn I need to recharge so that I can get up and run the shit back tomorrow I'm just really not spending as much time as I used to with friends and people like that and and it makes the times when I do get to see friends and have that quality time, it makes it that much more important and special to me. But um, the days of just kind of coming and going and people being here and eating all our food and drinking all our shit and just staying here on the couch all weekend long, like those days have kind of, they've run their course. They've run their course. My couch isn't as open as it once used to be, right? So... On weekends like this, when I look at Instagram or social media, and I think this is totally something that millennials and and younger generations and even older generations like, but especially millennials, because we've grown up with social media, we look at what other people are doing constantly. We're inundated by it, and it creates a real anxiety within people. And I'm being honest in saying that during a given week, I don't look at other people's things and go, oh, I wish I could do that. And why aren't my friends doing that? And like all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and maybe even doing that voice right there is wrong because I'm, tr- I don't mean to trivialize anxiety or mental health at all. But like, I don't know, just, 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 <sighs> I don't look at that other stuff and feel like I'm missing out or have FOMO when Other people really, really do and struggle with that. Or even every weekend. Like usually I'm so wrapped up in what I'm doing, I don't even watch other people's stories. In fact, my girlfriend's like, please, you never watch my stuff. I'm like, honey, I really don't watch anybody's stuff. Like I I do and I'll comment every once in a while, but like I really don't because I'm just so wrapped up in what I'm doing that if I spend 20 minutes on Instagram working on a post or getting stuff for the show ready to go and drop, then I don't want to have to spend any more time on Instagram because I've already spent too much time on it, right, for business reasons. But getting back to my original point with this stuff is I usually don't have that much FOMO, okay, but on a weekend like this where everybody's out with their crews doing stuff and people are out on boats, and people are at cookouts, and I'm just like, I literally didn't have a single person text me and ask me about what I was doing this weekend, or invite me to something, or check in on me, like not a single one, and I'm not complaining about that at all, so don't get that twisted either, I'm just saying, this was a weekend, I'm not above that feeling, I'm not above that feeling of FOMO a little bit, or being like, 
where'd all my friends go? You know, like where did, like the, 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 the emotional part of me is like, why are all my friends not here with me? Like, doesn't anybody love me? You know, it's like, well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Benny T, you can't have it both ways, man. You can't just have one weekend out of the year where you look around and go, wow, where are all these people? It's like, wait a second, the people that you're wanting to talk about and reference outside of the people that I'm still seeing on a, on a you know, semi-consistent basis when I do have free time and want to do survivor nights or family dinners or any of that kind of fun stuff, it's like, I don't see these people that often. And on a weekend like this, it feels a little bit more, I guess, it, it hits me a little bit deeper Whereas on a regular weekend, if I'm hanging out and listening to Another Night on My Own by Mac Miller or hanging out with Greggy and and just enjoying working and being alone, then it doesn't phase me, right? But on a weekend like this, it kind of it kind of is like, oh man, like I didn't have a single person hit me up. What does that say about me? Like, is it me? You know? And a lot of it is, sure, I'm sure. That if one of the people that I no longer really associate with listened to that and they were like, yeah, it is you, you know, you did it to me, you did it to them, you did it to them. I'm like, okay, fine. Those look like, you know, there's a trend there. But what is the trend really? Is it that I just woke up one day and was like, I no longer want to have friends? Or was it that I decided that these relationships weren't really serving me anymore? Maybe I had outgrown some of them or maybe... I just felt like this isn't really working for me anymore. This isn't a positive thing. Being around some of these people and the things that we typically do together, that's not how I'm trying to live my life. And it's funny because as soon as I started making changes and switching my personal style up and saying, okay, it's not just going to be about binge drinking and Molly. Like that's not the cool thing to do all the time, right? Having a business, starting an LLC, Figuring out your life path and doing self-work, that stuff is coolest to me. Like, yeah, I love the weekends going out to Vegas and balling with the bros as much as anybody else, probably more than anybody else, trust me, or going to festivals and being in the house where you've got all your friends there. That is still something that I fucking live for. I am a social animal, okay? But I also, in the day-to-day, week-to-week, kind of month-to-month stuff that's not like a big bachelor party weekend or a given thing um, where it's a, a an event like a festival or the Kentucky Derby or something and everybody's getting back together, it's like, I'm cool missing out on that stuff. And I've made those decisions. I'm the one that's made those decisions to finally just say, hey, you know what? You never, ever take my hand when I reach out. Anytime I ever try and suggest we do something that's not binge drinking or drugs um, and just getting together to spend quality time and like, (laughs) you know, nurturing our friendship, which should be important to you if I'm important to you and this relationship matters to you, it should be something that you'd be like, yeah, I'm down to spend the time and energy to do that. And the fact that you haven't been, you know, certain people, then it's like, well, you just made the decision for me, but I'm going to be the one to say it and vocalize it and say what needs to be said. And if that makes me the asshole or, or that grants me the blame of saying, all right, well, you know, well, whose fault is it, right? Because we always want to place blame. It's like, I don't know. I think both people and both parties are probably equally as at fault here. But for for my personal reasons, um, I'm going to say, you know, look, they're not really somebody that I want to be around. And they're sitting there on the other end of it saying, yeah, he told me that, uh, that he didn't want to really hang out anymore or, um, the vibe is different. I'm like, yeah, you're goddamn right. The vibe is different. But like, was the vibe different before I said this stuff or was the vibe dying out? Was the vibe different already? I'm just the one that actually spoke up and said, Hey, you know what? good luck with everything, but I don't think this is really something, like, if I can't even get a text back from you, then, you know, have a nice life, you know, <laughs> so I get the blame, but it was like, it's like Akon, like, I grew up listening to that song, Sorry, Blame Me, right, I, you can put that blame on me, but that's fine, you know, I'll, I'll be the martyr, I'll wear that, but it's bullshit, and that's hypocritical, and it's like, I'm getting off on this tangent about this stuff, but I feel deeply about it, and it's been my experience. These are my stories that I've been living over and over and over again for the last year, 
And I've been okay and talked about being okay with letting these people walk. And trust me, I am. Like, I'm good. Like, I talk about listening to Mac Miller another night on my own. It's because I'm a Gemini and we're dramatic. And I like to get in my feelings sometimes and, like, listen to Olivia Rodrigo and listen to these really sad songs or listen to my punk rock playlist and be like, oh, middle school me, you know? But, like, that's that's just how I deal with this shit, right? It's like, but I am good with a lot of this stuff. And I've been okay with it. But that doesn't also mean that on a weekend like Memorial Day when I see a bunch of people getting together and I, I'm i just kind of left working on stuff and hanging out with my little brother Greggy that I don't feel a little bit sentimental about that, you know? And I think that's part of the human experience. But like, I don't know. I, 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 I spend all that time talking about that because if you're somebody that can relate to any of that stuff in there... And I think anybody can probably relate to just having a friendship kind of fizzle out or a relationship fizzle out and moving on or letting these people walk. And if you have respected yourself and your boundaries enough to cut people out of your life, then kudos to you. Because like I said, most people will never ever do that. Most people would rather stay in a relationship or a friendship where they're getting mistreated or they're showing up and they're the butt of the joke all night long but they're like oh being amongst this social group is much better than me staying home alone and watching the big short for the 56th time it's like no give me the second option like that is absolutely me you know like I'd rather do that and enjoy the times with real friends and real people when they present themselves. But, you know, look, I'm not going to trip about it. But I think, I don't know, I, I just, if anybody can relate to that, then I'm probably speaking directly towards you, or at least I hope that you can identify with some of that stuff. And maybe you're like, yeah, I've, dude, I feel that. I'm like, send me that, you know, realtalkwbennyt at gmail.com or DM me anywhere at bennytomp18 and like, you know, share your experience. I'll keep it anonymous, but I probably won't even share it. But just like, if you feel that, then please feel free to share that stuff with me and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I experienced this. You can share this or please don't share this. Like put that in there, but share it with me at least. And and we can talk like, but it's one of those things. And so, um, being at home and, and looking at this new garage and, the, the the way that it's finished out when it used to be just like this unfinished thing when I was growing up in high school and in college. And honestly, we 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 used to have so many just like, I don't know, my stepdad is a hoarder. So he will pick up like, you know, like a set of eight chairs and be like, oh, 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 these would be great in the, in the you know, basement or something. And my mom's like, oh, these are fucking hideous. And they'll sit, they used to sit in this other garage. The other garage, like literally, <laughs> I used to have friends that would come over and pick and choose what they wanted to take from this because there would be racks of clothes, mostly double XLs because my stepdad's a bigger guy, but there would be literally racks of clothes that were collecting dust and there would be like just, just the most random objects and stuff that obviously was never going to be missed and was obviously forgotten about if it was sitting in this thing for four years. But they would come over and they would just take stuff, like sometimes without even asking. And that is kind of fucked up now that I think about it. But like, it was like coming to shop at Goodwill and this, because it was like an eight car garage. You could fit eight cars in it or six or whatever. And it was just unfinished, but we used to come over and we would hoop, man. And that was really, I think, what I missed the most sitting there. And that's when I got the most sentimental because sitting there on a Friday and a Saturday night, um, you know, I've got McGregor with me. So I, and, and he spends a lot of Friday nights with me, actually, because I spend a lot of Friday nights alone. But we're out on the court and I'm sure I'm. I'm dribbling, I'm shooting a basketball, I'm shooting trick shots out of this new window that we have up top, and you can check that out on TikTok, that was pretty cool, <laughs> at Dude Perfect, you know, uh, but I'm sitting there on the court, and I'm looking at this new garage, and the way that it's finished, and I'm reflecting, like, I'm reflecting, and I'm thinking, man, in the last 10 years, look how much shit has changed, look at this garage, this didn't used to be like this. Like, where did this come from? And where did all the people that used to be standing on this court, dribbling, talking shit, running three-on-threes, playing knockout, playing whatever we were playing, 21, where'd all these people go, man? 
Like, this blacktop used to be 20 dudes deep during the summer nights. My friends, my brother's friends, we would play and hoop until 2 a.m. in the morning sometimes. I miss those days. I do. I really do. I wish I could go back to those days. Those were some fun days, man. Just not having anywhere to be the next day, just waking up, being able to drive, really junior and senior year of high school. Think back to those days. Girls, I'm sure it's different for you unless you were an athlete and constantly had your teammates coming over, but like guys, by and large, I mean, I I just, I don't know. My experience was having, you know, 10 friends over at once, having enough couches in the basement to let everybody crash there and sharing my bed with uh, usually one of my best friends, you know, California King, you, you can do that, right? And that was what we did in the summer, man. Smoke sessions, that was what I was, I was getting back to that. It's like that Goodwill scene in the other garage, there were all these chairs and it was so funny because every summer my mom or my stepdad, they would walk across to the other garage and they would look in there and first of all, it reeked a weed, but second, uh, if it didn't and it had aired out, there would be the dead giveaway sign of a circle of like seven chairs and they'd be like, huh, I wonder what was going on here last night, you know, (laughs) like doesn't take a genius to figure out what's going on there. Like, hey, what's the, the random circle doing over there with all those random assorted chairs in the other garage? Like, what were you guys... It's like, mom, that was a prayer thing. Like, we were getting together as a group. We started a new mission. Like, <laughs> I'm going to hell. But, like, that, that spending those summer nights, man, doing that stuff. And then, like, you know, token and then going out and hooping and just not having a fucking care in the world, man. No jobs, you know, no marriages, no kids, no thoughts of student loan debt. No grinded down by the life bullshit that we all do. Like, it was just a pure fun time. And sitting out there during the weekend on a weekend that everybody's with their people and I'm with my dog, my family's dog, listening to stuff like Another Night by Mac Miller and Close by J. Cole and really that whole J. Cole album, um, I-95, like, all that shit slaps. But, But, like... It's like, man, a lot of shit has changed. A lot of shit stayed the same, but a lot of shit has changed. And that was the reality of my weekend. It was like, damn, not a single person hit me up to say, hey, we're having people at my pool, or hey, getting together at the river, or going down to Nashville, or or whatever. But like, and again, I'm not complaining about that. I'm not like saying that for sympathy. I'm just, I'm just talking about that part of it, right? Because... And, 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 and talking about that in, in kind of like a release, like a therapeutic sense for me, like it's good to share and talk about these things, right? But also in the sense that like I'm pointing all that stuff out because I'm saying, look, that's kind of the trade-off with some of this stuff. That's the reality of the other side of the coin, you know? And I think sometimes if you are all in on yourself and you're totally consumed with what you're doing, I certainly feel that I am, uh... It's easy to feel isolated. Like, it's easy to isolate yourself, right? So, like, and and of course I have, you know? Of course I have in so many ways. You know, I'm spending studio nights usually on a Friday or Saturday night, and I'm driving or I'm in the studio. Not, like, every weekend, but, I mean, four out of the last six, that's how I've spent it. Or I've been in a different city, and then I'm so exhausted that I just want to lay down and not do shit, not talk to anybody, because I'm so, I'm so spent. Like, that's the reality. And so, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I just, I don't know. It On weekends like this, like I said, it, it, it hits a little bit harder, but then it passes, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, these are the reasons why. So, I can't turn around and do that. And I think people that lack self-awareness, um, you know, would would do that, would turn around and be like, everybody hates me or all my friends are gone. And it's like, you kind of have to acknowledge that some of that's them, some of that's you. And I've, I'm acknowledging that. I'm acknowledging that some of that is me and some of that is, is also them. And um, 
it's just kind of where I'm at in life. But like I said, I, I mean, it's just there. I think there's a level of isolation that comes with going all in on your thing and it's nice to have friends and family who are supportive. I definitely have those people. I definitely have those people in my life. But in terms of the social thing, um, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not, not really into going out to the bars here in Louisville. Um, most of them suck. <laughs> you know, get a club and then holler at me. Um, Old Forester's Paris Town Hall was cool. We saw Galantis there last March. That was dope. But like, not a lot of other places like that. But anyways, I think I'm getting off topic here now. I'm just kind of like rambling a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I've said everything that I needed to say. So I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I did create a new trailer for the show, and I'll stick that in here probably at the end of this episode. So if you want to check that out, just stick around after this outro, and then you can hear the new trailer for the show. I'm also just going to blast it out on social media. So uh, let me know your thoughts, good or bad. Send those to me, at BennyTomp18. You can also, this is all the work that I did over the course of the weekend, just hanging by myself. You know, I got a new, like a link tree set up, which is awesome because now, um, you know, pe- the the difficulty is... I have a Apple podcast and I have a Spotify podcast, but then people also listen on Google podcasts and Amazon music podcasts and SoundCloud. And so I can't create that many QR codes for those people. Um, I can only have one link in my bio. So now I've created this link tree and got a subscription to Linktree, where I can have all of these different links to all the different podcast platforms as well as all of my personal social media accounts as well as the business show accounts at Real Talk W Benny T on Instagram and Facebook and then at Benny Tomp 18 everywhere else TikTok Twitter Instagram LinkedIn SoundCloud anywhere that um, a social media site exists I'm probably there at Benny Tomp 18 so I've created this new link tree I figured out a way to put a link into my Twitter bio uh, not my Twitter bio, my TikTok bio, which is great. I uh, just, I don't know, just a bunch of like little stuff with the LLC, um, cleaning up some old episodes, taking out some old branding from a previous um, sponsor who is no longer with us. Rest in peace, my friends. And then working on sales call lists. So like something that I'm really, really going to be focusing on now that I've got like, I've almost to the point where all the little things with the show that I needed to do starting an LLC and cleaning up all this stuff and making sure all of my music is now uh, royalty-free with Ixon. Shout out to Ixon outside. That's the name of the intro there. It's a slap. It's a slap. Okay. And, uh, but like I, I've done all of these different things. Now it really is about the sponsorships part of it. So in the next six months, in the last half of this year, 2021, that is going to be one of my main points of emphasis and focuses is income. (laughs) Dual income. Podcast, driving Uber, money coming in. It's all going to work out. I just need to continue to uh, lock those up. So, hey, listen, I'm the closer, baby. So, it's just, you know, I've talked about this part of it is like, balancing between doing all the stuff that I need to do, like the technical part of it that a producer would typically do, that falls on me. Writing and creating the content for the episodes and taping it, obviously the hosting part of it, that falls on me. Editing it, again, production work, all falls on me. Booking the guests, I really haven't been able to, I, I, I just, I haven't spent that much time booking the guests that I that I needed to. And that was because for a big chunk of the last couple months, the taxes, getting my taxes ready to go with all this stuff, getting the LOC set up, planning out these new trips to new cities, like the business part of this podcast has really taken a hold of some of the other stuff that I would like to be doing, mainly reaching out to guests and that kind of stuff. But like all this stuff falls on me and and I love it and I love it. And that's the reason that I do this. And I I love being able to say that too. It's like, that's a flex, right? Self-reliance, that's a fucking flex. But 
as I'm going through all this stuff, I don't know. I just I spent a lot of time doing that kind of stuff this weekend. I feel really good about it. Um, the new trailer I think is really really great. And honestly, being on Clubhouse and getting on to that group, even though I don't think that some of the moderators on that group were necessarily the most helpful people that they think that they're being, but I did get some good feedback where I sharpened up my 60 second pitch and took this uh, trailer that I created for the show from like two and a half minutes down to a minute and a half, which is pretty sharp. That's pretty clean for a trailer, for a podcast. So I'm uh, I'm really happy with that, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy that. So uh, next week, Uber Stories will return. And by the way, I forgot to plug this up at the beginning of the show, but Uber Stories Chicago is going to be happening in three weeks. I'm going to be heading up to the Windy City, and I'll be there from the 15th to the 20th. And uh, shout out to Skokie, Illinois. I'm staying in a double tree up there, a little bit outside of the city. But, uh, you know, for the value, I can't beat it, you know. I, I don't want to stay in some cockroach-infested flea bag motel in the city just because it's cheaper when I can stay in a four-star hotel that uh, is about a 40-minute drive outside of the city every day with traffic at rush hour. But, you know... It all evens out. It all evens out. So I'm really excited. And I, and my birthday's coming up. So I'll be 29, and uh, we're right in the midst of Gemini season and hot boy summer, and I'm just fucking repping that shit all summer long. So, guys, girls, I will be back next week. Please follow along on social media if you haven't already. And really, really quickly, please, if you guys have not done this yet, please leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps. Like, you don't understand how much it helps. If there's one thing that I ask you to do besides listening, it's to leave a rating and a review and write a review. Just a quick one. It doesn't have to be long. Just write a quick review on Apple Podcasts. And seriously, you guys don't understand how much that helps me. It seriously does. It really does. All right. I'm out of here. I hope everybody had a good, long weekend. Get back to the fucking grind this week. Buckle up those helmets and get ready for another day in the trenches. That's all. That's it. I am Ben Tompkins. That's real talk.